Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 201. Today we're going to be talking about deciding how much of an emergency fund you need to have. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before we get into the episode, really quick, I'd love to have conversations with you guys about these topics and continue the discussions outside of me just speaking in the podcast. So I'd love to have you come join our private listener group on Facebook. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Lola's Frugal Life. Um, I always announce it at the end of the episode, but honestly, of course, I don't know how many of you stick it out all the way through to the very end. So I just wanted to put this up front just to make sure you know it's there please come join us there. It's a great group of people. And you can also follow me at Lolo's Frugal Life on Instagram if you'd like to reach me there also. Thanks. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about how much of an emergency fund you need to have. So before we start talking about how much you need to have in your emergency fund, I just want to clarify for those of you who this might be a new topic to, um, what an emergency fund is, just kind of generally. So um, I think, you know, kind of in the um, name of an emergency fund, of course, it's a fund for emergencies. But really what you want to have for an emergency fund is a separate bank account with money that's set aside specifically to cover major unexpected expenses. So it's going to be not as part of your bank balance in your regular checking account. You want to have it in a separate bank account but one that's not too difficult to access because you want to have this money there to help you um, when you have a true emergency situation. So some of the things that you're going to be putting money aside for in an emergency fund are anything that happens that is a truly urgent nature that you don't have funds in your budget to cover. So some examples might be things like loss of a job, major medical expenses, a major home repair, um, not in not like um, a renovation that's just more like to make your home nicer, but like more like a roof repair or anything that's more of an urgent emergency nature. Um, you might need to replace an appliance or have a major appliance repair. You might need a major car repair. You could have a pet emergency. Those are the types of things that you're saving an emergency fund for. It's supposed to really be for true emergencies. So you really don't want to touch this money unless you absolutely have to. So today I wanted to talk about some things to think about um, when coming to a decision on how much you want to keep in an emergency fund. So there's no real straightforward answer to this question. The most important part of your decision is going to be what you feel comfortable with because you want to have an amount that makes you feel confident that you'd be able to address most emergency situations that might come up throughout the course of your life. You know, you you want to feel comfortable that you have that safety net sitting there and um, no matter what happens, you have something you can um, use as a resource. 
so that you're not going to be having to use a credit card or borrow money or anything like that to cover um, these types of emergencies. So if you haven't started already saving up an emergency fund, you're going to need to decide at what point you want to begin working on this goal. So if you're out of debt, then the answer is probably right now. If you haven't already started, you probably want to start saving an emergency fund. If you're working on getting out of debt, then you need to decide if you're going to pay off all your debt first or work on both goals simultaneously, maybe putting some towards debt and some towards an emergency fund. Um, But either way, even while you're paying off your debt, you'll want to at least have a small emergency fund. That way um, you can handle um, smaller emergencies that might come up so that you won't have to use a credit card to cover them. I kind of lean, just personally, I lean more on the side of having a little bit more of an emergency fund, even while you're paying off debt, Um, not a fully funded one, but I just think that it's a good idea to have a little bit more in an emergency fund while you're paying off debt. That way, if something does happen, you have more money you can pull from and not keep that debt cycle going. So that's just kind of like my personal thoughts on it, but it's really all about what you feel comfortable with in deciding how you want to manage those goals. So when thinking about how much you want to actually have in your emergency fund, most experts say you should have three to six months of expenses in your emergency fund. So if you haven't already, you're going to want to take a look at your expenses to determine what is a month's worth of expense and what does that look like? Because you, if you don't have a good idea of what that number is, that's gonna be your first step. You're not gonna be able to figure out how much three to six months of expenses is um, if you don't know what your monthly expenses are, if you don't have a really good handle on what your monthly expenses are. So when you're determining what your monthly expenses are, you wanna base the monthly expense number only on things like your housing costs, your utilities, insurance premiums, a cell phone so that you can have communication, um, transportation, you know, your your car maintenance, your gas, things like that, um, food, and minimum debt payments. You don't want to include things like cable TV, eating out, vacations, travel, entertainment, um, extra debt payments, anything like that you do not want to include in your emergency Um, fun calculation on what your monthly expenses are. Because if you were truly living in an emergency situation, a job loss or some major medical expense, it would be kind of expected that you would cut out things like eating out, vacations, a lot of entertainment. You would stop extra debt payments um, if you were having to use these expenses to live off, this this fund to live off of. So you just want to count your true... um, you know, necessary expenses um, in that monthly amount that you're going to use to decide, take that amount times however many months you want to have in your account, and that's going to be kind of your target. So you, and you also want to make sure you don't forget to take a portion of irregular expenses. So for example, if you pay your homeowner's insurance or car insurance annually, um, you would need to take one twelfth of that as part of your monthly expense amount. Um, You might also have things to think about like an annual vet visit for your pets, um, car maintenance, 
maybe you pay um, property taxes quarterly. You just wanna really think about things that occur throughout the year and make sure you take a proportion of those things to count in your monthly expense amount so that you can determine what your target is depending on the number of months that you choose is your goal. So if you really don't have much significant savings yet and you calculate that three to six months um, of expense number, it's probably gonna look like a huge amount of money. And you know, don't let that keep you from getting started. It can, the, the number can look overwhelming depending on what your expenses are like, and especially if you haven't really saved up any significant amount of money in the past, especially like a regular savings. I know um, many people have a lot more in their 401k and retirement account type things, but it doesn't really feel like real savings, like a regular savings account. So um, don't let that kind of startle you and hold you back from starting. That's just your end goal. But once you have that number, um, you can break that down into pieces and say even maybe you say, okay, I want to have four months worth of, um, of expenses in my emergency fund. So maybe break that down into eight pieces. Like take your total amount, divide it by eight and get like a two week period and maybe make that your first goal. So you're just gonna keep working at saving up two weeks worth of expenses. And then when you hit that, then bump up your goal and then maybe work on saving up another two weeks. If you break it down into little pieces, it will not make that larger number seem so overwhelming. And it'll really help you um, just kind of see that you're making progress without having this huge number that you only have a small percentage of building up over time. You'll more quickly be able to achieve those smaller um, amounts and you can even make them as small as you want just so that you can hit little goals along the way and keep yourself motivated that you are um, making progress on hitting this number that you feel comfortable with having in your emergency fund. So when you're trying to decide how much, like how many months you're going to use for your calculation, some things that you want to think about is how stable is your source of income? Do you have a, a good job with a company that you really have no concerns about? Are you self-employed? What is the line of business you're employed in? Is it like something that is kind of um, not, not too stable or is it something that you really have no concern about? You wanna really think about things like that because you wanna consider what's the likelihood that you could experience a job loss um, or a period of unemployment. Now, I know that's a risk for everybody, but some certain jobs you have feel like you kind of have less of a risk than in other positions. So you just wanna take that into account because if you feel like you're in a um, field that might have more of a risk of unemployment, then you definitely wanna probably try and go more towards the higher number of months in your calculation. But if you're in something that's very stable and you're feeling like there's pretty low risk, in um, losing a job or losing some of your income, then you can probably lean more on the lighter side. However, again, like I said before, that still all depends on how you feel. You might have a really stable job and think, I will feel comfortable with six months. So you go with six months. It's more just uh, it's how to think about like, um, you know, where you wanna be. But in the end, it's all about what you feel comfortable with. Um, some other things you might wanna consider is do you or a family member have a medical issue that might require an occasional unexpected cost? Um, do you have an older vehicle that might require 
um, higher maintenance costs or like major repairs occasionally. Um, the more the more likely you could have a period of time um, where you're going to be out of work or you're going to have a major car repair or major medical expenses, all those kinds of things. That's what you want to think about. Um, you know, when you're trying to decide how many months of expenses you want in your emergency fund. So once you have that amount, um, you know, like I said, just just start start thinking of little chunks of that amount and trying to work on those. And what you one one of the best ways to work on building that fund is to try and see if you can get a recurring um, transfer set up into your emergency fund account once you open it. So look at your budget and see if you can fit into your budget um, a dollar amount to come out automatically, either weekly or uh, monthly or whatever works for your situation um, to automatically transfer into that account. Most online bank or not online banks, but most banks. Um, allow you to set up recurring transfers online. So that's a good idea to just set it up, get it going, then you don't even have to think about it. And then when you do come across any unexpected money, um, you know, maybe you get like an extra tax refund you weren't expecting, or you get a bonus, or maybe you get something from some from someone from your, for your birthday or Christmas gifts, or any time you might come across any additional money, um, try the best you can to stick it in the emergency fund, or or maybe put some of it in there. Like maybe someone gives you money for Christmas and you're like, oh, well, there's something I really wanted. Um, so maybe you take half of that and get yourself something and then you put the other half in the emergency fund. But always kind of have that in your mind of trying to find any little pieces that you can add to that emergency fund because when you're really thinking of that and planning for it, you'll find that you can usually come up with little um, amounts of money here and there that you can kind of add to that account and start to um, build it up. You know, if you come in under budget one week, um, you know, and any any little areas, they'll all make a difference. If you put $10 in the emergency fund, that's $10 that you didn't have in there before. So don't treat anything as like it too insignificant to make a difference because every time you do that, if you did that five times for $10, you'd have an extra 50 bucks in there. So it all adds up over time. So just really kind of keeping... Um, this emergency fund as a priority in your mind will help you in identifying um, any little ways that you might be able to get more money into the account. So, um, and like I said before, you definitely want your emergency fund to be in a separate bank account, um, but it would be in like a regular checking or savings account that you can access relatively easy because if you do have an emergency, you don't have to be waiting days and days to get the money out of the account. You want to be able to utilize it. So one good option is to put your emergency fund in a high yield savings account. Um, a lot of these, um, a lot of the online banks have the high yield savings accounts. However, at the current time, um, if you're listening to this when it's being recorded in 2021, interest rates are extremely low right now. So um, either way, you're not going to get any significant amount of interest on this account for the most part. But the purpose of this account is not for investing. The purpose of the account is just to have that money set aside to help you through a really challenging time. So that's the goal. The goal isn't to earn a high interest rate on this money. The goal is just to have a pool of money sitting aside for you when an emergency occurs. So just keep in mind that anything you put into your emergency fund is more than what you had before. So just keep chipping away at the goal and do what you can to build the fund over time 
And as you're building it, you're gonna kind of have emergencies happen. And that'll give you an idea too of about how much these emergencies kind of happen. I mean, unless you have like, you can build it really quickly. Um, but for many people, it takes a, quite a bit of time to work on this goal. It's not usually like super quick that you just fund your emergency fund. So, you know, I'm saying this is probably gonna take you a decent amount of time to get it to where you fully want it to be. So over the course of that time, emergencies might happen, you might have to pull money out of the emergency fund, but you'll get a better idea of what types of things happen um, and how much you have, you have um, needed to take out. And it might give you a better idea of if the number that you picked is good. Um, if it's too high, too low, you can kind of tweak that as you go along and make decisions. Um, but like I said, it's really all about how much risk you're willing to tolerate, what your life situation is like, and just more importantly than anything, what would make you comfortable to have sitting in that emergency fund so that you know you can pretty much deal with the vast majority of situations that might come up. Because having that there will just give you peace of mind and then you can work on other goals that you're trying to accomplish. So that's all I have to say about emergency funds today. I have done this topic before um, at least once. I don't think I did it twice, I think at least once, but it's something that I think is really important. I definitely will do it again. Um, it's something that I wanna make sure I talk about from time to time just to kind of um, bring up the topic, maybe encourage some um, individuals that might be working towards this or have it as a future goal. Um, it's just something that's really important to your um, whole kind of overall financial plan is having this safety net. And um, it's just, it takes time and a lot of effort, but um, you can definitely do it. And like I said, just chip away at it a little bit at a time. And um, anything you put in there is better than nothing. If you have an emergency and you have $200 in your emergency fund, it's $200 you wouldn't have had if you didn't put in the emergency fund. So even if you're starting small, just work on it a little bit at a time and you'll see you'll be able to um, to build it up if you kind of make it a priority. So that's it for this topic today. Um, don't forget you can email me with any questions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram um, and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. I would love you to tag me um, on Instagram if you want to share like a screenshot of the show and tag me. That would be really great. I'm new on Instagram, so I need followers and I'd like to see some activity. It's kind of like when you first join Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, there's no one following me. I wanna like have some communication with people. So that would be really great if um, if you are on there, if you could uh, do that, that would be awesome. And then um, YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. It's the same as the podcast. Um, it's not like a video. It's a video in the fact that you press play, but it's not like a visual, it's just a, you know, it's just another way to listen to the podcast if that works for you. I also have the website, lolasfrugallife.com. It's got associated blog posts that go with each episode and then just links to all the other episodes also. Don't forget about our private listeners group at facebook.com slash group slash lolasfrugallife. Um, and if you like this show, don't forget to subscribe. Um, also, if you could take a couple seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really helpful to me. I'm trying to get out some more listeners, and that's my understanding of how specifically Apple Podcasts, um, one of the metrics that they use to determine how your show comes up, comes up in search results. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day.